In this episode, we're going to talk about how to incrementally improve your dog training sales pitch by taking your screw-ups and incorporating them into your pitch to make it even better. Stick with me. A dog trainer in our dog trainer marketing group on Facebook asked the question, he said, what do I do? We seem to be getting a lot of people who initially sign up for our board and train program, which I'm not sure the price, but let's just say it's maybe 2,500. And then later they go home and think about it and change their mind and decide to switch to our private lesson program, which is a lot less money, which may be like $1,000, for example. So they've gone from thinking they made a $2,500 sale to the client, changing their mind and deciding to only go with a $1,000 program. And they feel like they're missing out. So what should they do? My advice is this. So the dog trainer in our group was smart enough to ask the question, why? And repeatedly, he was getting answers along the lines of, you know, I just don't want to be without my dog for that long. Or I feel guilty about leaving the dog in a training kennel, in a, in a kennel environment, and not having the dog with me at home. So to me, what that says is that they're feeling kind of guilty about not being with the dog. Now, if we scratch below the surface, I think, and this is just my opinion, but I think they're feeling guilty because in their mind, they're imagining their dog uh, having to do work, what in, in what they think of as work, and having to, to sleep in a kennel run or in a, in a, in a little box, you know, a kennel crate, uh, or somewhere else, and just really not having that much fun, right? There's got to be something along those lines. If you reframed it, you know, if during your pitch, you made a, a very, very um, dramatic differentiation between, you know, the the private lesson program is great. The dog's going to live with you. You're going to learn the techniques. You're going to do 80% of the work and we're going to do 20%. Whereas with the board and train, we're going to do 80% and you're going to do 20% of the work. That pitch in and of itself is really not enough. You need, if you're experiencing this kind of pushback and switches from your board and train to the private lesson program, you really need to sell it. You really need to emphasize that, boy, you know what? The, your dog is going to have so much fun. We've got this doggy ice cream. He's going to get a doggy ice cream once a week. It's super safe. It's super healthy for the dog, actually, but the dogs love it. Your dog's going to get to eat ice cream. He's going to make new doggy friends, and he's going to get going to have play dates and be able to play with his new friends. And he's going to sleep on these therapeutic mattresses that we have that are specifically designed for dogs. Your dog's going to get the best sleep in his life, and he's going to get, get to go on hikes with us, and he's going to get to go on walks with us. Trust me, your dog's not going to want to come home. Now, he will. He's going to be happy to see you, but he is going to have such a great time. This is going to be like summer camp for dogs. You are doing such a wonderful thing for your dog, not only from the training, but also just psychologically because the dog's going to have so much fun. And he's going to get so much exercise. He's going to be healthier, and he's going to just have a great time. See, if you, if you frame it that way, and again, I don't, I don't have my, my pitch for this ready. In fact, we very rarely even did board and trains. But I'm very good because I, I've studied marketing over the past 30-some years since I was in college, actually, actually since I was in seventh grade. Many of you probably don't know this, but I actually read through all of the marketing books at my local library when I was in the seventh grade. Um, 
And so getting inside the mind of the consumer, getting inside the mind of your customer is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. In addition to owning three different dog training companies myself, as well as dogproblems.com, where we made over $6 million by our ability to get inside the mind of dog owners and figure out what it is that they want. So if you kind of take that approach and you incorporate the feedback that you hear, and this goes along with just pitching anything dog training related, you know, when you give a pitch and you, you're not able to close them and you hear an objection and, you know, it's an objection you've never heard before or and maybe you're new. So you haven't heard that many objections. And instead of feeling bad about it, instead of getting down on yourself and, and being negative toward yourself about blowing the sale, what you want to do is take that objection and rework it into your pitch, because what will happen is that next time you pitch, it'll preempt that objection. Right. So you've already addressed that objection in your pitch. So by the time you get to that point where you close, you you sell them. And in, in this case, now they're going home. And instead of instead of worrying and thinking about how oh, my dog's going to be laying around a kennel run or he's going to be in a little box and they're just going to be doing this training, drilling this stuff. And, you know, maybe the trainer used the word we're going to work your dog and that kind of thing. Instead, now he's thinking, oh, man. I'm such a good dog owner. My dog is just going to have so much fun. Now, the other thing you might want to consider, and I don't know how your processes and procedures are set up, but when you pitch that board and train, uh, what I would do is as soon as they say yes and you make them have them sign the contract and you get their money, I would take the dog that in there because that way you, you know, you're, you, the dog owner has already made the commitment and it's already started. You're already, you know, the dog's no longer there. Um, you've already started working on the dog. It's much, much more difficult for them to then, you know, call you up the next day or later and say, no, we want to come get the dog. That's just very, very rare. So um, take the dog, you know, as soon as you pitch them on the service, you know, unless you just can't, unless you're booked out two or three weeks ahead and you can't, but in that event, you know, get that commitment Make sure you, you have, you know, there's no refunds, no refund policy um, and really sell the dream so that when they're going home and they're laying in bed at night thinking about the training program that they just purchased, they're going to feel really good about what they're doing for their dog. Hey, I'm Adam Katz. You know, if you have a dog training business, if you want to get more clients, I found that Google AdWords is one of the best way to get a consistent stream of new clients and also block out your competition from getting a foothold in your market. We manage Google AdWords campaigns for over 40 dog trainers in markets all over America as well as Canada. Uh, and if that's the type of thing that interests you, if you'd love to learn more about it, what I'd recommend is go to my website, dogtrainertoolbox.com. In the upper left-hand corner, there's a box that says expert Google AdWords management for dog trainers only. Click on that box, read through the page. At the bottom of the page is a link to my calendar booking app. It's actually a link to my website, burningdirect.com. But again, go to dogtrainertoolbox.com, read through that page. And at the bottom of it, there's a link. You can click on that link and book a free 30-minute telephone conversation with me to find out if what we're doing with Google AdWords would be a good fit for you and your dog training business. Take care, guys.